This is episode 25 of the Playing Full Out podcast. Are you a highly functioning and talented leader spending your time on tasks that are not moving the needle in your business? Are you aware of which activities are responsible for your greatest successes or wins to date? If your answer is no to either of these, you'll want to listen to today's episode where I show you how to identify your vital few so you can do less, better, and increase your effectiveness while you do. Hello, I'm Rita Hyland, and you're about to discover what it means to position your business, career, and life to play full out. This show explores the way leaders just like you embrace and achieve their ambition without working harder or grinding it out any longer. So if you want to take your life, business, or career to a playing full out status and do so while being the happiest high performer in the room, then hang with me because this show shares everything you need to know using the best of neuroscience, transformational psychology, and a bit of spiritual wisdom to help you change fast, even when it's uncomfortable or scary, or you failed to do so in the past. All this so that you can enjoy more freedom and prosperity in your business and life. I'm happy you're here. Hi there, friends. This is episode 25 of the Playing Full Out podcast, How to Do Less Better. In last week's episode, I shared with you how you can trade in being busy with being productive, and that the two are not the same in that too many people are busy but not productive. And I gave you three specific steps to help you double your productivity. And in that episode, I promised I'd share one of the tools that's really made a difference, a big one in helping my clients get super clear on exactly what creates the most impact in their work, in their business, or even with family members. My intention or what I want to produce is the path for you as someone who is here to positively improve the world through your work so that you can get more of that stuff, that good stuff that only you can produce into the world that comes from being productive, producing more of your best stuff. And as Gay Hendricks calls it in his book, The Big Leap, it's your zone of genius. That is the stuff that you and only you can do and enjoy. It's your sweet spot between what makes you matter and combining that with what you love to do. The problem is, is that there's a lot of highly functioning, smart, well-meaning, gifted individuals who are spending their time on tasks that don't fall in this category. And they're doing things that they shouldn't be. And let me explain what I mean. I was working with a client. He's a leader in his industry. He's done a lot of his own growth work personally, and has definitely tapped into unleashing his power. It's that internal activation that then has led him to his external transformation in all the categories of his life. And he's been tapped to lead at higher and higher levels continuously. But the first reason that he had come and sought my support and work and help is that he was really successful by traditional standards. He was going at mock speed and he wasn't managing his home life well with his some of his most meaningful relationships, his kids and his spouse. And that concerned him that if how was he going to be able to continue to scale if he and have take on more as well and have some of the value of what really meant means the most to him. So he was he 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 since has, however, done a great job of mining his 
own beliefs and places of sabotage so that he could convert and transform. And he's created a depth of relationships and opportunities personally and professionally all around him. And now he wants to do more to create a coaching culture in his own organization, which he's already started by being the model of it in his own world. Even as he's thrived, he's struggled with being tapped more and more often to be on committees and for other initiatives. He's concerned still about being able to get it all done in essence. And he has a really high standard for quality. How can he do it all and do it all well? So we went through something that I'm going to share with you today. And it's something that's really changed my own work and my clients. And I've learned that you can use it to really change, again, any category of your life. We've talked about not running your days from your to-do list. We did that last week. And this is what most do. And it leads to suboptimal returns on your time and energy when you're just continually calling your to-do list and trying to reprioritize every time you've got something accomplished. And it, it just keeps you really confused and distracted. But even once we learn the three steps to productivity that I shared last week, there can be another problem to actually being productive. And that is this, we can be efficient about the wrong things and still not be productive or effective. So you can get your productivity down and stop being busy. But if you're not working on the right things, you're still going to be ineffective. Yeah. So when it comes to any area of your business or your health or your relationships, there are a vital few things that you and you alone need to do to keep the area moving. And yet most of us spend the vast majority of our lives focusing on everything and therefore never focus on anything. It's really easy to get distracted on the unimportant, low-impact activity, your low-impact work. We do it because our brain sees high-impact work as uncertain and scary because we don't know the outcome. So every time I sit down to do my most important work, my brain naturally has a predisposition to subtly distract me by saying to get another quick win off or go get something off your to-do list or more regularly, it might be more aggressive and scream that this is a bad idea or it's never going to work or stop or abort has all different types of conversation, but that's just something that happens naturally as part of our brain to try to distract us from that which is most meaningful to us. But one thing that changed the way I treat my time and organize my day is a concept that I learned from Darren Hardy. He's the publisher of Success Magazine, and it changed the way I operated when I learned his philosophy. It's a concept of identifying your vital few. And as a sidebar, I absolutely adore Success Magazine. It is chock full of really high value content with information on leaders and inspiration, a lot of creativity, innovation, and cutting edge information. So if you don't have that coming to you regularly, I encourage you to to try that out. Okay, back to the vital few. If you've ever heard of the Pareto Principle or what's also known as the 80-20 rule, then the idea of the vital few will be very easy to grasp. 
these two concepts are really similar to each other. They can be used in tandem to focus on what is most important during the hours that you have. So the 80-20 rule says that 80% of your results will come from 20% of your actions. I just I love that you can see how everything fits into the 80-20 rule. But the 80-20 rule, again, is that 80% of your results will come from 20% of your actions. So if you're in your business, you may have already used this principle. Maybe you're, you've identified where the 80% of your clients that are coming from 20% of your marketing, you can measure 80% of your ideal clients take only 20% of your work. The idea is that you become clear on where to put your attention using the Pareto principle. Similarly, your vital few are the few things, and we're talking just about three things here, that you and only you can do in your work life that move the needle forward the most in terms of getting you closer to your goals or driving revenue or whatever other measure of success is appropriate for you. The characteristics, if I gave you three characteristics of the vital few, they include that these are things that you and only you can do. The things that secondly light you up and also, of course, are the most responsible for getting you closer to your goals, whatever they may be. To me and most of my clients, their why is ultimately making a purposeful difference in the world. Underneath that, the goals, though, might be if you're an interior decorator, it would be the thing that only you can do that moves your needle the most. It might be connecting with people. That might be one. The second one might be actually doing the strategizing or the and the design. So those are two things that can only be done by you that probably give you the most joy and that also are most responsible for getting for moving the needle in your business and, and hitting your goals. So here's the super, super, super simple exercise to help you figure this out. It has five steps, so easy, but really can really provide some insight that you might not think of otherwise. So the first thing that you want to do is you want to draw a line down the center of the paper. On one side of the paper, you might write down all of the activities and tasks that you do at your work. And I want you to be as specific as possible. So left side, all the tasks and activities that you do. Step two, on the right side, you're going to write down your biggest career wins to date. These can be personal too. So anything that has been something that you are proud of or that you acknowledge, any type of a win. The third is draw a line connecting each of your biggest career wins or your business wins to the activity or task that was most responsible for it having happened. So you're going to draw a line from the right side over to the left side. If, for example, your big career win was landing the company's largest client, you would look you would look over on the left side to the activity or task that was most responsible for that it could have been networking it could have been coming up with the strategy it could have been making sure to have enough meetings you know prospective meetings whatever that is for you 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 line take a line from your biggest win over to the activity or task most responsible for it 
Then after you've done that with all of your, your wins on the right, you're going to go to step four where you will circle or highlight the activity and task on the left side of your paper that has been responsible for your big wins. You can circle up to two or three of these. These are your 20% that are directing 80% of your success or your results. These are also considered or called your vital few. If you have more than three activities or tasks, see if some of them fall under the same category. For example, if you realize that attending events and connecting with people is a big part of your 20%, it might be that there's other, you know, networking or you're just you're connecting with people is the key. So you could, they could, those could fall under one category. But what you really want to do is find the no more than three things, your vital few that are res- responsible for most of your success. When you get to that point, it might be very interesting because for different reasons. But the biggest thing is in step five is that your, your next part is this ongoing part to spend more time on your vital few and less and less of your time on the things that don't fall into that category. That's where your, your steps to productivity come in. You want to be booking those vital few, the 20% that create 80% of your results into your calendar with a very specific amount of time. If you haven't got these three steps, you might want to go back and listen to last week's podcast. That why focusing on what you're doing is keeping you stuck. What you think you need to do is keeping you stuck. So it's it's not what you think you need to do that really oftentimes is your best use or making you productive or effective or efficient. It comes down to using this exercise to be really specific on what that is. Those things, those vital few should be coming before everything else. Brain science shows us that our cognitive capacity slows down as the day wanes on. This is why I always place my highest priority or highest level impact activity first. Brian Tracy often refers to it as eating the frog first. I think this is from like 20 years ago. But I always think of it. It's the idea of eating or doing the worst or the hardest things, or the things that are most difficult, or the things that we sometimes interpret as most stressful because they really have the highest value and mean the most to our soul's purpose and soul's work, why we sometimes do them last and then they, or put them last and they never get done. Here's the thing I've just given you some of the productivity is once you get your vital few, you must book time, commit time for where you are going to place those into your calendar. Here's the thing. It's, it's when you recognize that those five calls that you made every morning to let people know what you have to offer were directly responsible for that first call that got you the big whale of whatever it is you're measuring in terms of your own personal business. Then what you know is that you have to schedule time and block time to do more of that. A very specific amount of time committed to daily. Commitment is meaning that you follow your schedule or that you you really hold to the black time. Commitment is an identity-based way of being. And, and we as leaders need to engage that identity of being a committed individual. Are you committed? It's a question that you need to ask. Are you committed to what you say you want? 
my favorite definition of commitment is doing what you said you were going to do long after the feeling is gone. Long after the feeling is gone. Commitment isn't just doing it when you feel like it or based upon your positive emotion at the moment. It's even once that's gone, are you going to commit to it? When you begin with your vital few every day, you will make a substantial difference in your business. It's just that simple. But being aware of your vital few will is really important because it will help you get really good at boundaries also. What I've learned is that it helps you know what to say yes and no to. You don't have to, to go through a, a long decision-making process because it's, is this where my highest level and most impactful work is? And if not, figure out a way to delegate it or delete it and let it go. Plus, another perk out of knowing your vital fuel is that you gain so much traction, so much faster when you stop wasting your time either on inconsequential stuff or on things that someone else is much better suited for. Your call to action is to actually follow the five steps. I'm going to put them in a PDF for you so they're easy for you to follow because I know I went through them quickly. But I promise when you do it that there will be some things that surprise you. I do this every year in some form or fashion to identify whatever measure of result I'm looking for, where are 80% of my results coming from only 20% of my actions? And once I get specific on that, I know where to put my attention. So you may find, like me, when you do this exercise, that things that you previously thought were time-consuming or the things that you love to do are the exact things that are the parts most responsible for your greatest wins. And and regardless, you know, it's good to know instead of guess and wonder any longer why you're not getting the results you want or how to do it even better. Committing to the vital few things that really determine your trajectory and also most importantly, get your brilliance out into the world is, is really your responsibility. It's subtle that our brains can move us away from, move our attention away from, or redirect us away from that, which is our our greatest gifts and which is the things that are making the most impact for a brighter world. Again, your, your call to action is to follow the steps. I promise that you might be in for some surprises. Don't just think you're gonna do them, but actually do them. Then you'll be able to use those for the next six months to deliver and and shift the results that you really want, whether that be in your business or your personal life. It's good to know And until next time, have a delightful week. Thank you for being with me today. By you listening to this, it tells me you're interested in growing yourself and likely not just for yourself, but to positively influence others as well. If you enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and share this with your friends and colleagues. When leaders like you grow yourself and then grow others, we all are positively impacted. If you have questions, I'm here to answer them and may even use them in our upcoming podcasts. Go ahead. You can send those questions to Breakthrough at RitaHighland.com. Remember, a half version of you is not enough. The world needs the full version of you at play. I look forward to seeing you on our next podcast.